Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Thursday, February, Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. It's Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Storing American values, bringing common sense to the capital city. John and Cadillac's producing the show. We've had an awkward schedule this week, so the phone lines are open. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, it gets old running my own mouth up here to believe, believe it or not. I know some of you think I could just do it forever and, and, uh, and, and clearly I probably could hold the hour, but it doesn't mean it's any good for anybody. And believe it or not, Johnny enjoy the callers and the texters the most. So the Rick Stein recognition. Hotline 402-479-1400. And the text line, same number, is open. Johnny, you're leaning into that microphone Oh, I was just again. saying, should I just start interrupting you more so you don't have to talk as much? Uh, no, I, I <laughs> not, not necessarily interruptions, but uh, there's, plenty to, there's plenty of news to always discuss. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Uh, but one of the things, uh, programming note, uh, tomorrow uh, I am seeding Friday's Drive Time Lincoln for very good cause to Doug Fitzgerald, where he will be doing a live broadcast from downtown Omaha here on Drive Time Lincoln at the Miss Nebraska USA pageant. He's going to have a couple of guests on. Uh, Farron, who uh, is Miss Nebraska Teen USA and also won Miss Teen USA. And Miss Natalie, who was Miss Nebraska USA and second runner-up for Miss USA. So you'll get to hear their stories and, and some of the people around that scene. I think uh, he's also got uh, Jennifer Vanetta on, and uh, she's an owner of uh, six Miss USA franchises, and hear about uh, how she supports in her organization uh, young women in their personal and professional growth and development. I will say, by luck, um, I have run into a few of the Miss Nebraska's uh, through my golfing experiences, and also, I actually uh, Josh the Otter um, was a quote unquote celebrity uh, judge for the dance competition and had uh, both uh, Natalie and uh, oh, bad on names, Farron Erica. No, Farron wasn't there. It was, it oh, was Erica. Oh, yeah, the and uh, previous Miss Nebraska. Yeah. It, it, they are a really impressive group of young women. Um, in their professional and personal development, really um, young women, that, and again, that I've come across in this scene, um, that are very, not only good for the community, certainly the nation, uh, but to young women in their conduct and their kind of ethics and morals, because they always have, uh, you know, their unique stories and, and how they wanted to, you know, do this and believe it or not i mean these pageants are hard work i mean it's not just oh you know that's a it's a good looking gal it's it's nothing like that um you know as a matter of fact i mean you go on you know from lawyers to doctors to certainly you know even just caregivers uh but in the end of the day they're just a phenomenal representation of um what women can aspire to be and do and i have always had a great enjoyment of just having conversations with them about where they're going and what they want to do in life and how inspiring they are. Um, I think to anyone. So 
That'll be a great show by Doug, and he'll be doing it also on his own show, One Shot, One Life, on Saturday. So absolutely have have no problem seeding that. Uh, should be fun, so tune in. Should we start nationally or locally, Johnny? What do you want to do, Johnny? Let's start local. Oh, we're going to go local. Yep. All right, let's go to the legislature, sort of local but state. Um, the heartbeat abortion bill and the uh, blocking gender alteration procedures were sent to the full legislature, so they made it out of committee. Um, those have been two that we've talked about quite a bit on this show. Um, you may recall that everybody, uh, you know, on the uh, gender altering procedures, uh, which is kind of known as the Let Them Grow Act. Uh, that's the one where I was like, well, what, what's the debatable thing here? Is it age? And and boy, I I guess I found out that 19 is the age in Nebraska, not 18. Um, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, I, the, the crowd lit me up on that one, which was fine. I just, sorry, I didn't know. Uh, my point at the time was, if you know, again, you guys have heard me say this, and you can think what you want to think out there, audience. Uh, anybody that comes in here or anybody that actually has a conversation with me realizes that, yes, I have hard opinions. I lean uh, heavily more right than I do left. Uh, but nonetheless, I understand in our system uh, we need compromises, and I've tried to educate everybody the way I go about looking at things in this country, hopefully to motivate you. Uh, to get involved in our process. But uh, ultimately, you have to find a, a problem, but then you have to work for a compromise solution. And so the reason I was bringing that up is clearly uh, on that Let Them Grow Act. It's a pretty hard line, in this case, by conservatives. And, uh, you know, in trying to find any potential compromise, um, you know, I was just saying is age one of them is that and, and and frankly you know i'm not an expert on that um i will be honest i i have said that in the totality of the bills around uh transgender rights or in this case the transgender uh altering procedures or the gender altering procedures excuse me um as well as um the protect the sports and and kind of the sanctity of male female in our high schools that I thought there was probably a overall compromise and I think that compromise is you know the equal opportunity rights that I believe were put forth by um either Megan Hunter or Kavanaugh um and that that is just simply reinforcing laws that are already out there and allowing uh, transgender folks, LGBTQ folks to uh, report locally, I think that's acceptable. On a more conservative side, I, I think that uh, the protect sports and the bathrooms is very acceptable. And I think that on the altering procedures, that would be the compromise uh, not to push that forward at this time. You know, when I look at what is on the floor or has been in the airwaves of the legislature and all the hearings uh to me you know you 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 come back and look at that but be that as it may i'm just like you i'm one man with one thought uh, although i do have a radio show uh folks i mean 
I don't care who you are, it, it's not going to sway uh, mass amounts to, uh, you know, just stop things, so to speak. We'd need to go out there and march. We'd have to organize. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Now, uh, the heartbeat, the abortion bill, and I'm actually surprised I haven't got more callers on that. Um, I haven't necessarily opened an entire show to it, but uh, beans that can be a very controversial issue. Um, I do think that the fact that the left will constantly say, often for political gang, that all conservatives, you know, are you know totally pro-life, and there's you know no no room, um, and almost cast it as a zero-sum game, and certainly on the right, you know, you will often just cite the numbers of abortions and lost lives, et cetera, et cetera. And to my point, you know, as I've said, the Supreme Court did not outlaw abortion. So for people that ran around during that time period saying that, they're just trying to stir people up for political gain. And yes, while there have been some states, well, let me go back. Well, the Supreme Court gave the states the right to decide that. And in our state, the heartbeat uh, bill is, you know, a piece of that. As again, abortion is legal in Nebraska. Okay. And I believe that the heartbeat bill that is put forth is a compromise by conservatives by only taking it to six weeks. It still doesn't make abortion outlawed in Nebraska. It still provides a time window for people in that situation to make a decision to have that procedure legally. If conservatives weren't willing to compromise, then they would be going for the full enchilada, which is, it's illegal in this state. And so, you know, I'm hard-pressed if it doesn't matter what political affiliation you are, if you're not willing to compromise, um... I don't know how we, you know, we really move forward on some things. And so I, I would be curious to somebody that's a supporter of abortion as to why understanding the governance and the way it works, why the six week, you know, is like a no go, you know, and, and why it must be fought fervently. I mean, in the end of the day, it's possible, yes, you could say, well, conservatives wanted to have the numbers to get a total ban. But the fact is, what they've put forth is a six, you know, six weeks. So um, that in of itself looks pretty compromised, you know, or uh, a compromise, excuse me. You know, this uh, thing that locally that might interest you is the uh, passage of LB 706. Which would uh, end the long tradition of a pay-as-you-go system to build expressways. And we here in Lincoln could benefit from that in the possible, we'll call it, earlier execution of an East Beltway. I know it's something that um, Governor uh, Jim Pillen uh, is backing. And I would say that uh, most of us, at least those of us that live in Lincoln, 
as well as you know people that would be affected by this of the creation of four lane highways uh, you know throughout the state uh would be in favor of that speed up the construction projects by allowing the department of transportation to issue a 450 million dollar bond over 19 years it would seem to me that based on the health of our financial means in this state uh, that we could do that, and I think it would benefit a lot of Nebraskans throughout the state and certainly potentially uh, those of us here in Lincoln. Uh, so, I don't know how you feel about that. Interesting news, a lot of talk about the uh, airport, a lot of land out there at the Lincoln Airport, and uh, as Tom Stanton reported, uh, uh, Timp T Manufacturing, um, is building a new plant out there, and it's not just a new plant. It is a giant plant. Uh, Tim T is based in David City, and uh, I think what I read was, I could be wrong, 200,000? No, I don't know. It's large, folks. It's large. Uh, but they're going to build a plant to manufacture their trailers and their equipment trailers and the components marine accessories and so that's really good uh when you think of us expanding and getting a a major manufacturing company that's local out of david city uh you know putting 22 million dollars into the facilities around lincoln airport and um probably uh somewhere create you know a lot of jobs and uh i think that's a good thing that's nice to see kind of a a victory like that, you know, right there. And I guess speaking of jobs, I do have to give a shout out. Um, although I, my first thought with the opening of the American Job Center was, gee, I wonder if I need to go down there and try to get a job. Uh, <laughs> is uh, to the mayor and her team uh, bringing in the U.S. Labor Secretary today and and celebrating the opening of um, Lincoln's uh, American Job Center. I think that any time that, uh, one, you can bring in national people to highlight, you know, a positive in your community, and you've done the work to uh, create something and coordinate something, you know, like these American job centers that no doubt help so many people around the nation but in the community, and we're one of, you know, 2,000 and about 400 uh cities or i don't know cities but uh of these centers uh that's good and so in the end of the day by relocating it and getting the renovation done um we definitely have made an improvement in the lincoln community and uh as per our article on kln.com you know it it serves about 400 lincolnites a month and helps job seekers and people try to find employment with no cost so you know, that is a win-win for everybody in in the local area. I think that's good. And I guess the final story I saw that impressed me locally, Johnny, was, uh, and I've been trying to go through this in my head, but because uh, I've been out by Wilderness Ridge Golf Course, but um, this young woman, certainly driving too fast, I'm positive, uh, launched her car <laughs> into a golf course uh, pond. And uh, Sergeant uh, Tutran um, rescued her. It's that simple. 
I mean, this this vehicle was going down, and uh, and you can imagine the frigid temperatures in the water. And uh, Sergeant Tran um, acted safety, security, and really saved a life. And so I first a shout out to him and all of Lincoln Police Department and LFR for the response. Um, and you know that's some pretty heroic stuff there. And I hope that. Uh, you know, he continues to, and and he will certainly get the honors uh, within the customs of of the service. But uh, amazingly, it's the second time <laughs> that he's had to rescue somebody from water. And that again, that's in our article. I just that, the odds of that are are so rare. Um, and and so those people that uh, he saved, you know, be very thankful because it could have ended different. And to him, you know, I salute you out there for us, Sergeant Tran, and. Uh, everything you've done and will continue to do. That's that's cool stuff. Have to talk about it without a doubt. Interesting, I think, nationally, as, as we'll switch a little bit, is I think yesterday I monologued a little bit about my personal impressions on Mike Pence and just the way he carries himself, although I disagree with um, the fact that he was talking about supporting Ukraine further. But nonetheless... Don Bacon has come out and said, let's support more, too. I find that shocking. We'll talk about that when we come back. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right, folks, uh, Thursday, February 23rd. We're back here for a quick little segment. Phone lines are open. Uh, seems nobody wants to play today. That's just the way it is. If everybody grew up with me, they'd understand all I do is keep going around knocking on doors, knocking on doors, and uh, eventually somebody always wants to play. Text line's never boring, though. People people have chimed in on the text line. Uh, we'll go over those uh, <laughs> really based on a few uh, shows the last couple days uh, next segment, and if you want to call in, call in. Uh, Johnny wanted to pick local first, so we did local. Um I was finishing last segment. Um, I was surprised to see Don Bacon in support of, uh, you know, I'm just going to say more stuff to Ukraine. I think it's clear, and I can certainly talk about this more in the second segment, but I I think it's clear as an American citizen now, uh, we would all be wise to uh, realize that we are now in a proxy war um, with China. Um, in the sense of them supporting Russia and Ukraine and us and NATO. And, and when you say NATO, folks, I'm sorry, you kind of just have to say the USA. There is no NATO without the USA uh, in in reality. So uh, that, it, it's frustrating because uh, while Mike Pence laid out a reason, which was fight communists everywhere, which dates back to... Reagan and maybe before him, but uh, and and I thought it was a good justification. I still uh, don't think that those rules apply in the international landscape today. And uh, sadly, we've entered into a proxy war, which these usually don't end good for anybody. And I hope it doesn't escalate further. As I've always said, fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, back to second segment here on Thursday. Uh, I will not be in tomorrow. Doug Fitzgerald's uh, got a great uh, show from downtown Omaha tomorrow, Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, he'll be uh, interviewing uh, folks surrounding the Miss Nebraska USA pageants. Uh, he'll have uh, Farron, a former uh, Miss Nebraska Teen USA, and uh, also a Miss Teen uh, USA, and Natalie, also Miss Nebraska USA, and uh, second runner-up for Miss USA uh Farron is actually from Omaha, and she's already authored a book, I Am ABC. So she's a person that travels a lot, uh, graduated from high school last year. So she's a youngin, a hip-hop dancer. And um, and Natalie is originally right here from Lincoln, lives in Omaha now. She's an attorney, uh, worked uh, uh, around the United States Supreme Court and is a classical ballet dancer. Um, so Doug's going to have uh, them as well as... Uh, Jennifer Vanetta, who is the owner of six Miss USA uh, state franchises, talk about the empowerment of young women and professional growth and personal growth. And uh, he'll carry that over to his own show, One Shot, One Life, on Saturday. So um, you got two shows tomorrow. Well, you got one show tomorrow up there and then Saturday. So enjoy. We left off. Johnny had me start with local. We went local a little bit. And, um, one of the big stories sort of local but more national is Don Bacon uh, twofold uh, the release uh, as he's going around uh, defending his good name as he should uh, illegally of his service records um <laughs> unbelievable politics is so dirty and low and sick that it, just each side both plays it it's it's a fact but i mean you know paying an organization $110,000 to go you know, falsely represent themselves to get the service records of, I think, 11 people, uh, which no doubt would then, you know, I guess be tried to turned into political ammo. It's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. And it's sad, you know, that the Air Force made a mistake. It happens. But I'm glad they caught it. He has every right to defend himself and the actions. And uh, frankly, somebody should be prosecuted for that. Um, Staying with Don Bacon, though, and, and the Ukraine thing, I, again, I was really surprised. I, you know, the vets I talked to, I mean, I, it's probably 50-50. Everybody has different thoughts. You know, we're we're not the policymakers. You know, we were the action arm uh, and the defenders of America. And, you know, our system is good for that. I do agree, right, with, uh, you know, the civilian leaders and oversight. Although... Uh, it makes you wonder at times. And so I've been pretty clear that, you know, Ukraine is one of those things where at minimum it needs to stay into a regional conflict. And when I say that, I mean right inside Ukraine, not spread to more Europe. I'm not going to change on that. Um, but over time, as we've escalated our support, and now Pierce, China, if they weren't quietly supporting Russia, is going to overtly support Russia, uh, we would be wise as the American public to 
think of ourselves in a proxy war, and you say, well, what's proxy war, Jack? Well, proxy war is when superpowers uh, use other nations or groups uh, to begin fighting a war kind of against each other. Uh, think the early days of Vietnam and then the full days of Vietnam where you had communist-backed forces supporting the North Vietnamese, you had Western forces, primarily America, supporting the Southern Vietnamese. Uh, and there's been a lot of proxy wars over the years, and uh, it appears to be where this is headed. So I was disappointed that Don Bacon would would like to see more equipment go there. And the reason I'm disappointed that he would sign on to that um, is I haven't heard an explanation. Right. So this is what we, you and I, require. It doesn't matter if I'm a service member or I'm a retiree or I'm just a citizen. We require and should require an explanation as to why, in our national interest, now understand what I just said there, national interest, not world interest, right? First and foremost, our tax dollars go to national interests. If we're such a good, have plenty of democracy and freedom to give around, maybe we can spread it to more people in the world. But I haven't heard from any leader in Washington, certainly not anybody in the military, what is the national interest the United States has for being involved in a proxy war in Ukraine at this point in time? Haven't heard it. Number two, you know, the battlefield has shifted greatly since the Cold War. China is absolutely the biggest threat to our national interest globally and here. Russia, for all it was and is and scary, is not that anymore. And so to have a former power be allied at any level with a emerging power that's stated goal is, you know, economic dominance and, you know, a pure Chinese, you know, domination of the globe, no matter how long it takes, that's dangerous. And, again, don't we have a lot of problems at home we could be focusing on? Couldn't we use our strategic advantage of the great oceans between us to help get things squared away here? Um, And, again, even if not, what's the U.S. interest? Fox News just ran a poll, have it up. I thought it was really, really interesting. Surprised. About 50, over 50% of Americans support supporting Ukraine uh, as long as it takes. 63% support money and arms. I'm fascinated by that. Fascinated by wh- where and what every American would answer to that question. What's our national interest? What does this do for you? What does this do for your state? What does this do for us as Americans? Nonetheless, I was surprised to see on a national level four U.S. service members were wounded in an ISIS raid in northern Syria um, last week. And the working dog was wounded. That's five, actually, service members. But, uh, I mean, it's definitely good you're you're putting um, pressure always on rogue entities. Can't, can't disagree with that. Did it for 20 years. Um, and I also thought another national story that popped up was, you know, the Taliban trying to push into Pakistan and uh, one thing folks you can never forget from you know from 9/11 forward I'm here to tell you you don't need to be scared about it but you need to know that it's real which is 
if rogue entities, religious or otherwise, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, get a hold of a nuclear bomb, they will detonate it somewhere in a Western period, end of story. Whether it's on Israel, whether it's in Europe, or whether it's here in the United States, that will happen. So you get a, you know, a lot of things going on. Proxy war, terrorists are still out there. Um, again, what's in America's national interest? All right, Jacob, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, hi, Commander. Calling about the Don Bacon discussion. Yeah. Uh, I would not cry any crocodile tears for Don Bacon. <laughs> On, in, yeah, which, in, in which case, his service records being... Uh... Yeah, well, I'll cover both of them, but to start with, uh, with a service record. As far as the Democrats do it, spending that money to, you know, for uh, campaigning against them. President Trump, Hillary Clinton, her campaign spent six, paid $6 million, colluding with the Russians and the British spy to get that phony steel dossier that had the country stirred up and all of that right. stirred up for two or three years, plus $40 million to investigate Trump and his connection. They had him as a foreign agent with Russia. Right. As it was, it was the Democrats and Hillary Clinton that had colluded with Russia. Yeah, very Don dirty Bacon, stuff. Very dirty stuff. Very dirty stuff. Put the man through hell for three, two, two to three years. Never had a, We've never had a politician or a president who's ever been as per- persecuted as President Trump, whether you like him or you hate him. It's a fact. And Don Bacon is an anti-Trump Trump Republican. So maybe now Don Bacon might have just a little bit of empathy for Donald J. Trump. Well, I'll tell you, if they if they turn that information into a lot of attacks on him, he certainly it would be hard, I think, for him not to. I, I your 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 description of it all makes sense to me. Yeah, his, his situation is small potatoes compared to what the country was put through and what President Trump and his family was put through on that phony steel dossier. And Hillary Clinton's campaign paid six million dollars for it, <laughs> and. And you don't hear even Fox Network talking about that, you know. So most of the public does not know that because the newspapers don't carry it, don't cover it. The liberal networks don't cover it. So you know the uh, the uh, as you called one time, and and it's the truth. The uh, uh, the Marxist, mm-hmm. you know the mark the Marxists that are in power. This is how they operate. It's just like Russia and just like China. It is alarming the what has the way this things in this country work now the last couple couple years or, yeah. or longer. Now the second thing is on this on uh, paying for Ukraine. I heard today that we're up to now about 115 billion. Yeah, I think well, 117. That, yeah, 117. I also heard today, right or wrong, that all the countries of Europe who have more of an interest in this than us, should should anyway, uh, that they've only paid collectively $13 billion. Yeah, I mean, there is no Europe, there is no NATO without America. 
We're bar- right, we've bared the burden for way too long, way too but, much after World but War II. My, but my but my point is, we 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 we've sunk in 117 billion, or are going to, and that'll not be the end of it. Europe, 13 billion, if that's correct. Yeah. Uh, if President Trump was in office, this that would not happen. He would do Europe like he did Europe with NATO. He made them start coughing up two percent of their uh, uh, gross, uh, their GNP, yeah. you know, towards their towards NATO, and uh, made them start carrying their own weight. Yeah, so, thanks, thanks, Jacob. Good thoughts. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, he's right. Uh, Trump was um, <laughs> kind of one of the first presidents to really try to get the nato thing right sized and listen nato's a great organization i'm not saying that i'm just saying you know in this day and age uh right you got to work in your national interest and you know we've all got to kind of bear that burden and certainly nato allies have helped us on a lot of things in my time in the service and so i i respect that um and you know whether that was right or wrong for president trump to do it he did it and i think that that was fair um, I think his first parts about Don Bacon, I mean, still it holds that that's a dirty tactic and he lays out, you know, some of the more dirty tactics on a national, international level that have uh, played out. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's going to go on. That's just it's just the way it is on the text line. uh yeah, Ken, I'm I'm hearing you here. You're curious as to the casino revenue. I think what I saw was tax revenue over 1.25 million um now that's statewide and the warhorse was about 800,000 as you quoted on the text line. So, best I can tell, I did do some quick research after I read your text and, and again, not saying it's perfect, but um uh, I I do not know, you know, I do not know what the revenue generated by the casino is to get that off the top of my head. You know, how, you know, what was essentially, you know, was it 10 million to get, you know, 800,000? Was it 20 million? Um, that's a great question. I think I'll spend some time and try to figure that out. Um, you know, you know who would know is all the gamblers would know. <laughs> I only gamble on my golf. Uh, <laughs> Scott on the text line uh, referencing the any GOP alleged break-in. I'm going to read it verbatim, uh, but I'm going to give a disclaimer, which is to say this is why the special prosecutor needs to do a thorough investigation, because I've said it from the get-go. It could be absolutely nothing. Or it could absolutely be atrocious. And somewhere in in the middle is probably where it's at. Right? So my point is, is that listeners, and this is a warranted uh, quote, and I quote, someone must, must have wanted to get rid of evidence at headquarters. Pillen's effort to win the primary as well as floods. He's referencing uh, Jessica Flanagan and her connection with Pete Ricketts being the campaign advisor, manager, whatever. Uh, Ricketts wanting the seat, Sass leaving, money and power, money and power. Uh, they didn't trust the new sp- state people with what was left in the office. The tapes need to be released. He's referencing the security tapes. I agree. The tapes need to be released or investigated by the special prosecutor. 
And uh, the last quote is, it's just crazy if you all laid out. Well, I've been saying that for a long time. I agree. It is crazy. And the people of Nebraska are owed the truth. Because many people that we already know were involved will still stay in political spheres of influence, if not run for office in the future. Um, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think you kind of laid out, uh, Scott, uh, maybe the, you know, the worst. Uh, and the truth is somewhere in between. It, it always is. But that's why people need to know. Because... We don't want people, you know, you and I, we don't want to run around thinking this of our elected leaders. Um, at the same time, we have to hold them accountable if people they're around and, and do some silly stuff. So, you know, thoughts from Scott there on what might have occurred. Um, and it's it's warranted at this point since there's essentially been a blackout on the information. It's kind of like January 6th tapes being released, and now all of a sudden January 6th starts to look a little different than uh, before. I'm not to say that it was right, because it wasn't. But it's not necessarily the mass invasion that we were all told it was. Uh, Brian, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, good afternoon. I wasn't planning on calling in. I'm working and it's busy, but I just had to about this. There's a couple things I want people to look up, as usual. The first one is uh, a GOP operative just got convicted and sentenced to a year and a half for funneling Russian money into the Trump campaign. And if you look up GOP operative Russian money, that'll come up. He just got convicted. And then the other thing is uh, Russia is testing a new drone that they call the Trump drone. It's an acronym, but, you know, it's the Trump drone. So you can look that up. And uh, I wish I had time for more, but uh, those are two good things to look up. And, uh, you know, the more Trumpy you are, the more anti-Ukraine and pro-Putin you are. And they also give money to, uh, you know, leftist groups that are happy to call themselves leftists. The World Socialist website was just uh, upset about the rage against the war machine rally that a bunch of Nazis showed up. And uh, the Uhuru group, I mentioned them before, they were convicted of getting Russian money to be flown to Russia and San Francisco to protest social media that was, uh, you know, pro-Ukraine. Brian, Brian, feel free to call back next week. I have one question for you. I don't have a lot of time. Um, And good reference points for people to check out. Um, yeah, Trump drone. How yeah, about that? Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, to my point, that both sides, there's a lot of dirty. Would you agree to that? In just politics in general, both sides. Hey, just look at Sputnik News. See who they love. They love Trump and the GOP. I hate <laughs> Democrats. Okay. You don't think there's any Democrats out there doing a similar thing back to Republicans? If you want to know what the conservative movement is going to be saying tomorrow, look in Sputnik News today. <laughs> All right. We'll do, Brian. Thank you for the call. Brian, always got references. Appreciate that about him and glad he called. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. All right, folks, closing up here. I'll see you on Monday. Make sure you check out Doug Fitzgerald uh, hosting a DTL from the Miss Nebraska USA pageants uh, tomorrow and his own show where he'll be doing the same thing, One Shot, One Life, on Saturday. Um, Texter had a, I think, very funny, and I'll clarify it, uh, quote with regard to Brian. Uh, 
God made a few perfect people and the rest Republicans. <laughs> no, listen, Brian, listen, Brian believes in his beliefs and that's totally cool. And he also always comes on the show with references uh, to where he's getting his information. Uh, clearly, he is left leaning uh, as much as I'm probably right leaning. And I think uh, if you listen to the show plenty, you get plenty of right. So never mind. Uh, and I actually enjoy when Brian calls in with his reference. Uh, but, you know, he deeply believes in them. And I think that's OK. But hey, listen, that. That is how you figure out what the common problem is so you can get to a solution. If you can't talk across these beliefs with somebody, like if Brian and I are talking about something and, you know, eventually we have to come to some kind of compromise. And it's the same I do with Natalie and and some of her rights or uh, when I have the Democratic Republic uh, Democratic Party in here. Um, I mean, we're just trying to do that. Uh, so I appreciate that. But jokes are good. And that joke, though, applies both ways. I could easily say, you know, God created a few perfect people and the rest are Democrats. But that's a great joke. Thought I should share it on air. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, I think the question you need to ask as we uh, continue to see this Ukraine thing is just, what's the national interest of the United States? Nobody in power has told me that. Nobody in major news, no four stars, um, no constituents here around Lincoln, um, not callers. It it just seems very odd. It seems very odd uh, that we would be committing to this proxy war and building up instead of de-escalating. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I feel like as an American citizen, my elected leaders need to be able to explain that to all of us. All right. Have a great Thursday. Be be warm out there. 1,499.3 KLIN.